You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Now, earlier this year, Gauteng Premier Panyaza Lesufi announced the creation of a new unit of crime fighters as part of his anti-crime strategy. Now, the Gauteng government defines crime prevention wardens as a multiplier force with the aim of amplifying responsiveness and police visibility in communities. The crime prevention wardens are supposed to monitor and police Gauteng 24 hours a day. But a concern has been raised about the unit, its role, and how exactly it was. Was established. So, for more on the latest developments around this, we join on the line by Gauteng's uh, pre- uh, Premier spokesperson, Siswe uh, Pamla. Now, firstly, um, I'm looking at uh, communication that was sent out by the Gauteng, uh, pro- uh, the um, Gauteng Provincial <coughs> Commissioner of Police, uh, Mr. Uh, or Lieutenant General Elias Mawela, uh, wherein he sent out this communication about uh, the role of the crime prevention wardens, among other things saying that uh, they are not authorized to certify documents or uh, attest a document by applying an oath of a commissioner uh, of oath as they are not peace officers and therefore lack the legal authority to do the same. And uh, he says this information was brought to the provincial commissioner's authority and uh, has duly issued this instruction. So it raises once again the question around the role of these crime prevention wardens. What exactly are they supposed to do? Uh, Peace Warden came out of uh, a decision by the Premier to give support to provincial law enforcement agencies. The first thing he identified was that they don't have enough cars. <clears throat> so he gave them 200 cars. He then realized that they didn't have enough helicopters. He has ordered six helicopters, has delivered two. And then realizing that the police to citizen ratio in, in the province is one police officer for every 546 citizens. To address uh, this dwindling uh, numbers, he cannot contribute to the employment of SAPS uh, uh, officers. So he then decided that as a province, what the province is going to do is to appoint uh, peace wardens, and therefore they will be placed under SAPS supervision to give support, whatever support that SAPS needs. Because, for an example, we have challenges uh, with scrapyards in the province that are harboring illegal or or stolen cars. We have got uh, liquor outlets that uh, do not have licenses. We have the vandalization of infrastructure. We have cable theft. We have got uh, drug dens in our townships and informal settlements. And the police do not have the numbers to be able to do uh, what is is necessarily needed. So what has then happened is that uh, the provincial government decided to appoint peace wardens and once those police wardens are appointed, and once they have finalized their training, they will still be under the supervision of SAPS to give support, whatever uh, support that will be identified by SAPS. So, so far, some of the police stations, uh, they have used this support by say, putting them in their police stations while uh, they take uh, SAPS members on the streets. So what the memo was doing was just to give clarity. It's an internal memo of SAPS to say, look, these are student wardens. They are not uh, qualified yet because they are still undergoing on-field training. So once they are appointed and under uh, a, a, a public service act, then they will be qualified uh, uh, to do what they are currently being made to do. That's okay. All. So so once that happens, so right now, who do they fall under? 
they are training under the supervision of uh, two law enforcement organizations. It's Metro uh, Police and SAPS. Metro Police gives them the kind of training that they need at a college level. So you have a, a cohort that has gone to college, that is doing firearm training, that is doing all sorts of theoretical work that needs to be done. And the other cohort is with the police stations under the supervision of SAPS, being given on-field training. And this on-field training includes uh, uh, conducting operations, uh, doing police work, taking statements, and everything that once they are qualified will be expected of them. So whatever is it that you see them do, if you go into a roadblock and you find them there, being made to, 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 to inspect cars and do whatever inspections that uh, they are doing is because once they are fully appointed as peace wardens, that is what will be expected of them to continue to give support, not to replace SAPS, not to be an independent law enforcement unit, but a force multiplier okay. that gives so, uh, human uh, 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 support where SAPS uh, uh, needs it. We, we are out of time, but I have to ask you, uh, Mr. Pamela, so they are not yet qualified, yet there are vehicles that have been issued to them. Uh, what other equipment have they been issued with and who has paid for that? Out of which department's you know, budget did that come from? Remember, they are appointed by the provincial government, which means they are appointed by the Department of Community Safety in the province. Of course, if we are going to send them onto the streets to provide the support that we're talking about with SAPS, they can't go. They can't go there uh, 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 without cars. They can't go there without bulletproofs. Because at the end of the day, if, for an example, a particular police station decides that it is raiding an informal settlement, it is taking these young people onto the line of fire. As student police are, are subjected to the same conditions, where as student police they also participate in raids. Yes. The crime wardens, as student wardens, are also subjected to the same, which means they have to be equipped to also be able to join in and be given okay. all the protection that is expected of someone who is a, 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 a confronting criminal. Okay, Mr. Pamla, I'll tell you what, I underestimated my lack of understanding of what exactly is going on here, and maybe we need more time for you to actually tell us exactly uh, what is going to happen here. Uh, but uh, you know what, we're going to leave it there, and uh, I think we'll invite you back with a little more time so that we can understand exactly what is happening here, uh, given what's been playing out in the public as well with regard to the Premier as well as um, the um, uh, Police Minister. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.